you for listening to the Lise and Dom Pod, a show where two communications and marketing specialists, best friends separated by a thousand kilometers, speak their minds on current events and topics that impact young millennials and Gen Z. Tune in every week to hear us rant and rave about work, relationships, mental health, beauty, social media, and the latest trends. Join us for a discussion on the weirder things in life. Welcome to the second ever episode of the Lise and Dom pod. My name is Lise. My name is Dom. Thank you for tuning in. Um, hopefully first episode wasn't too uh, terrible for you guys. Um, we certainly learned a lot editing uh, and recording that. Yeah, the past the past 24 hours, let me tell you, I mean, I didn't think I sounded that sick. Um, by the way, I'm not <laughs> sick. Um, and then we ne- we realized that basically every word I said, I had the sniffles for some reason. Um, I was also sounding um, kind of uh, stuffed up. I'm not, I swear. Um, I don't know what's going on, but we learned and we know where everything needs to be. We have our little setup. I have my mic. I have my notebook and we're rolling. And you have some Kleenex too. Oh, yes, yes. Not to mention the tissues next to me that were clearly needed last night. Yeah, so we tried our best to edit those out, but of course, um, hopefully this time will be a little bit better. So thanks for everyone who is uh, tuning in again. <laughs> thanks still, for not losing hope. still with us. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, oh, uh, God. Enough about that uh, technical difficulty that we experienced. How mm-hmm. do you feel now that our first episode is recorded, edited, and uh, not yet posted, but will be posted soon? Uh, well, not gonna lie. When I listened to it at first, I was at work and, um, my, where I work, um, I work in a basement. So we have no, well, we used to have Wi-Fi, but then it broke and it just never got fixed. So, um, I don't have Wi-Fi, nor do I have cell signal. I have one bar at the best of times. So I listened to the first 39 seconds of the first episode because that's all that loaded. Um, and not gonna lie, I almost started crying at my desk. Um, I had the full body chills. Literally, I was like shaking cause I was so excited. I was also very cold, but I was very excited. Um, and, uh, yeah, like I, I think it's so fun. And like, even if no one listens, I don't care. Like it's so fun. And like, we're putting in so much work and, like I told you earlier today, because, you know, we 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 talk on here almost well once a week, but we also talk literally every day about literally everything that goes on in our life. And I told these and I was like, I know we're the best of friends and we've always been very close, but I've never felt closer to you than and we I have almost felt <laughs> in the past two weeks. Like I literally tell you when I wake up. When I go to sleep, like I talk to you more than I talk to my boyfriend right now. And I mean, it's kind of sad, but it's kind of okay too. I, it's, it's all good. Yeah. It's, it's very emotional knowing that we finally accomplished this thing that we've kind of set ourselves to. And you know, it's one episode, but it's still like a concrete thing that we've created together. And yeah. yeah, it feels really good. I, I listened to it all as I was, you know, kind of reviewing it. And it, mm-hmm. I, my boyfriend was listening to and he was like, oh, that's so cool. You guys sound oh, really? so professional. Yeah, Matt <laughs> loves it. 
So, oh, uh, well, thanks for the support, Matt. Yeah. So it, it's great to be here. It is great to it's great to be doing episode two. We have some really interesting topics to cover today. Yeah, I mean, we we kind of narrowed it down for the next uh, couple episodes, and I um. I'm the one who kind of does like the the skeleton of the show. We have like our ideas, but uh, I just kind of put them in order to uh, to know how we're going to kind of kind of navigate that episode. And I was writing that down and I was like, oh, yeah, that could go with that. And oh, that's a really good idea for that. And oh, we should also talk about that. And like I have the next two episodes planned out and like I could do this every day of my friggin life. I'm having so much fun. Like I, I'm just enjoying it so much. I know like editing and all that kind of jazz that you do is also behind the scenes and it's a little more hard work, but like, I'm loving it. Yeah. I I hope that this feeling of loving it and wanting to do it all the time doesn't go away. Then again, after this kind of few pre-recorded episodes, we're just going to go down to one a week on like weekends, whenever we're, you know, not working. So I feel like that'll be a nice amount of just like fun, artistic work for us to do every week. I think so. Yeah. Like right now, right now we're literally like going to work, doing our nine to five, coming home, eating supper, setting up and recording. Like the past three nights have been kind of a whirlwind, kind of yeah. tired, but you know, that's that's the grind. That's that's what it is. Yeah, and and especially tonight, like uh, like last night when we recorded the first episode, immediately after I started editing it, because it does take a bit of time. Uh, mm-hmm. Took me probably like uh, I don't know, like three hours altogether to get everything done. But mm-hmm. uh, tonight there is the first anniversary update to Animal Crossing: New Horizons, uh, at, yep. launching at like eight p.m. our time yep. here in uh, in Ottawa. So I will be on that tonight. So I will not be editing uh, later today. But I mean, I'll do good. so tomorrow night. Yep, gotta get to my uh, my villagers. It's that, that game has been my life uh, since quarantine. So uh, yeah, that's can't relate. That's on, but uh, cool, good for you. And that's all right. That's that's why we are two peas in a very interesting pod. Two different uh, true peas. True that. True that. True that. So I mean, I guess uh, I guess we can just really jump into today's episode. Um, mm-hmm. And the again this. Most of the episodes will be our personal point of views and our kinds of experience. But if you want to share yours with us, I mean, go ahead. We're we're really open to it. And you never know. Someday we could do like a part two kind of thing and just mm-hmm. re-explore some different themes that we didn't explore on this episode. And uh, yeah, so once again, it's just it's our point of views and we could be forgetting some stuff and that that's OK. Like we're we're still learning and we're still I mean, like like we said, this is only our second episode, so, you know, we're working on it. If you have feedback you want to give to us, go right ahead. We're totally open to it. It can Absolutely. be negative. Please make it constructive because, you know, we're all human, but, like, we're open to it. Yeah. Give it to us. Yeah. I look forward to hearing uh, what people think and what people want us to talk about as well because, obviously, we're going to forget things, and also having other perspectives is really helpful, too. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, what did you lay out for us today, Dom? So, today's fantastic topic is going to be life after university, which is kind of where we are in life. Um, Like we mentioned in our first episode, Lise did do a master's and I decided to go to work after my degree. And for for it, let's set the record straight. Um, I never finished my degree. I'm missing one class. 
um, is to it's a statistics class um, for my minor in marketing. Um, I feel like that's a reality that a lot of people know, though. A lot of people go through. Like, yeah, it's hard to do all those weird classes, and I feel like a lot of people really struggle with that. Like making that decision. Like, do I still try to do that, or do I just you know? do what I can with the almost degree that I have that's basically completed anyways. Exactly. Like for me, the the biggest thing is that math, the whole subject of math basically brings a PTSD side to me. I've never been um, good in math. Um, Mom, I know you're listening to this because you tell me every five minutes how excited you are about this podcast. So shout out to mom. Um, shout out to Dom's mom. Remember um, all those nights and weekends that we cried over math? Yeah. So that's kind of wh- how I feel about math in general. So, you know, I tried it. Um, I did I did two different classes of that uh, stat class and two different professors and both times, it was just, it was just a hot mess. Honestly, um, I'm good for the first couple of chapters, and then we get into like the fancy formulas, and I'm just, I'm lost, I'm gone. And it's those basic um, introductory introduction, sorry, classes that um, there's about like 150 kids in there, so you can't really mm-hmm. just lift up your hand and be like, oh, um, I didn't get that. Can you start over? So. And like, I'm not the type to stay after class. I just, I know you can, and I know there's tutors, but that's just, can't wrap my head around that. So, um, yeah, like I never really finished my degree. I have that one class left and going back is, is very, it's not a good thought for me. And I'm just like, you know what? It's one class. So if I do, if I, if it does happen that I have to look for another job at some time, I will say I have a degree because let's face it, all my comms classes, all my marketing classes, they're all done. I only have that one class left. So if uh, one basic stat class that is holding me back from um, a job, then uh, I'm sorry, but the job is probably not for me. Yeah. Yeah. If that's the kind of specific skill that you're going to need, well, you wouldn't be good at that job anyways. And that's just kind of exactly. how it is. I, I wouldn't be good at it either. I didn't have to do a stats class. I did another science class like while I was in pre-med and they counted that credit. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, uh, because it was also math and physics that made me drop out of uh, pre-med because terrible. Terrible exactly. time. Yeah. There we go. Um, but yeah, like, uh, I think that's an interesting contrast that you and I have uh, mm-hmm. because I, I did get my bachelor's and then I did get a master's as well. Uh, whether it was worth it, time will tell. I, no, I'm not quite sure if it's been worth it yet because I'm still at the very beginning of my career. But I do feel like because getting a bachelor's degree or even just a college degree is really essential and that's kind of like your baseline these days. It's what's expected from us kind of like young Gen Z, like, you know, yeah. people, I, I feel like getting a master's or getting some kind of additional diploma or certification is, is what it's extra now. And then that might be what kind of sets you apart, but <laughs> I don't know if that's been helpful for me yet. Yeah. And I think, I think, um, it's also really important to mention that, you know, we went to university right after high school. But yeah, in this day and age, um, education is so, 
so, so expensive that it's okay if you want to take a couple years off and just work a part-time job to, you know, one, save your money, but two, figure out what you want to do in life. Because if you finish your degree and you realize, you know, this isn't for me, I don't want to sound dramatic, but there goes four or five years of your life. Yeah, it's it's a it's not a decision to take lightly and it's very difficult when you're like 17, 18, yeah. picking a degree, picking a school, those are really hard decisions or even deciding if you're going to be moving out or if you're staying local, staying at your parents' house yeah. if if you're able to do that. Um that, those are big decisions that young people need to make and it's pretty much going to have an impact on the rest of your life, especially if you're like me and you have about, you know, $900 of student loans to pay every month for the next 10 years so fun yeah so basically like I don't I don't know who's gonna listen to this but if you are in in high school or even after high school and you're trying to figure figure out what to do basically I think the main goal of this episode is we're gonna try to help you out from our experiences there's some things that we did that if you ask me were good ideas and there's some things that we did that we're not so good ideas. And I think we're just going to share that with you today. And, and hopefully if this can help one person, then I think this episode has done its purpose. Yeah. So, uh, I suppose I can start and just kind of explain the thought process I went through, uh, when I decided what university to go to, what program to choose, uh, living situations, all that stuff. And then I might even dive in a little bit to, when I changed my program, kind of how I went through that process, because I know yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, really, that's really important. Like that, it's it's a very stressful time, also, because you're di- you're doubting yourself, and yeah. you don't want to disappoint people either. So those are all kind of feelings that I went through. Um, so I'll just kind of explain that uh, quickly before we keep going. Um, yeah, well, that was the first thing I kind of want to talk about. So uh, I mean, go ahead. Yeah. Well, as I mentioned, like last episode, uh, if anyone missed it, uh, check it out. But I, I was saying how I initially, uh, my dream was to be a doctor and I signed up for pre-med. I got in, I had, I had the grades for it. I was at the top of my class in high school. So had that kind of gifted kid mentality. I'd never really had a hard time in high school, but then as soon as I got to university, um, it was terrible. But, you know, rewinding a little bit, I chose the university that I went to uh, where I met Dom because it was basically that that one of the two places where that program was offered for uh, Francophone students. So options were kind of limited. So I picked this one and I had a few friends from high school join and uh, still friends with them now. So that's amazing. But uh, we all kind of decided a program that matched our interests. And then afterwards, so I also decided to move out because I just didn't want to live with my parents anymore. I was kind of missing that freedom coming from a really small town. There was nothing to do. Only child as well. Only child as well. Um, I guess we could dive into like in a future episode, how that was being an only child with Mm -hmm. parents who, uh, at least in my case, were very protective and really wanted to make sure I was okay, Yep. uh, which is fine, but also brings challenges. But either way, relatable, relatable. Uh, I moved out immediately, moved in with uh, two of my uh, great friends from high school again, who were coming to university. We moved in a dorm. Uh, I ended up staying in the dorms for two full university years, which I quite liked that, you know, being right on campus lifestyle. Uh, However, did come with more expenses uh, that now had I, you know, had that kind of mindset going into it, 
perhaps I would have made a different decision to find an apartment instead of a dorm. In our case, at least in our town, that would have been more affordable. But, you know, Mm -hmm. just kind of, you know, making these fast and quick decisions without thinking them through too much because I'm a kid and money is not a concept that I am familiar with because who has money at 17, really? Not me. Yeah. So got to university, got to pre-med, hated it, just really, really didn't like it. And as I was debating whether or not I wanted to stay in the program, my biggest concern was I was scared to disappoint my parents, my family, my friends, all these people who were rooting for me and supporting me and really helping me out throughout the whole process. And that's what that was my biggest fear. But that's sad. Yeah. But it, it was just really in my own head because uh, my parents, they they just wanted me to get a degree. Neither of my parents yeah. uh, went to university or college or even graduated high school, so they just wanted their kid to live a better life than they lived so that I could, you know, be more comfortable in my lifestyle. So when I told my mom, like, I think I'm going to change programs, she was like, as long as you're sure and as long as that's what you want to do, like, we're going to support you no matter what, and we're proud of you no matter what. So <laughs> shout out to my mom. Uh, shout out for that because uh, a lot of kids don't have that. Their parents expect them to do so much, even if they, the child, don't want to do it. So I was really fortunate for that. So when I changed programs... Uh, I was in a relationship, and then my partner at the time also wanted to change programs, and we ended up going to the same program. So that was also kind of uh, interesting, but uh, I am glad I switched to communications. It's something that I have a passion for. I had a passion for those things before uh, and still do. So I think that was a good decision. Mm -hmm. And then also I was able to better make friends because in the pre-med program, you didn't make friends you were competing against everyone in your class so you couldn't you you couldn't because you can't trust anyone it was a very unpleasant situation so that's kind of how I lived that first I guess semester of university uh which I feel like is where you learn a lot about yourself and you learn a lot about how you uh how you like certain things and how you like to live your life and how it is to finally be kind of an adult yeah. So, I don't know if you have I, I know you have a different experience, Dom, but I don't know how different it is. <laughs> yeah. Um throughout my life uh I've I've changed my career path more than once to uh say the least. Um I don't really remember what I wanted to be when I was in elementary school, but I remember in uh, middle school my dream was to be a marine biologist. That that's interesting. Yeah, because I'm a girly girl. I don't like slimy things. So touching fish apparently was kind of cool to me. Um, so I I thought that was a really cool idea. And uh, I even went to like a summer camp for it. And I had the time of my life at that summer camp. And I was excited. I was going to be a marine biologist. Working where? Doing what? I don't know. But that's what I was going to do. So then uh, got to high school and then I took my first science class and I was like, ah, mm. <laughs> this is rough. We're, we're going to have to switch things up around here. So I had a good, um, probably a good year or two that I was 
I wasn't sure what I wanted to be. Um, I kind of flip-flopped. I thought of being a teacher at one point because my mom is a teacher. So I thought, you know, maybe, maybe I'm destined to be a teacher. But I knew, I didn't know a teacher of what. Um, Like I knew, it obviously wasn't going to be math teacher because we went over that. (laughs) Um, Sciences were just too challenging. Um, Languages were like, eh, okay. But I thought there was more out there. And then um, I had this weird thought that I was going to be a pastry chef. Ooh, that's fun. That's different. Yeah, yeah. Um, the idea came to me as I was looking at a Martha Stewart uh, magazine at the grocery store. And I was like, I can do that. Um, newsflash, you can't. <laughs> what um, made you realize that? Did you try? I got, yeah, actually, I got I got hired to do... Um, about 80 cupcakes oh, for my a party. God. Wow. And I was like, man, this is it. Like, I'm going to do this. We're going to have fun. Um, note to self, unless you have a professional industrial kitchen, Ugh. it's not going to work. It's, it's just not going to work. Um, I can only imagine. There, there was literally, like, at the end, even my toes were sticky. There was sugar and cake batter everywhere and it was just a hot mess and by the end of it it wasn't only me it was me my grandmother my grandfather my mom my dad and my aunt that was working on those cupcakes and were they nice um they were average at best Mm, so it's like you know what starting off um I'm not gonna have an industrial kitchen and I just I don't have that patience and cleaning is not my biggest strong suit so I was like you know what no I'm I'm done with baking it's not for me and then um, I, I, was lo- I was watching the red carpet and then the reporters on there, they were so glamorous and they were so pretty. And I was like, oh, yes, that one's for me. So I, I like kinda, the sound of that, too. But well, that's yeah. not why I went into, you know, what we ended up going into. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm going to I'm going to do journalism. You know, I maybe I can do it. I've always had. Um, I was, I was very good when it came to languages. I like to write stories in school and that kind of stuff. So I was like, you know what? Maybe it's for me. So, uh, I picked, I picked our university. Um, I had basically three options, I would say at best. So I had, um, University of Moncton, which is where we went. Um, I had U Ottawa and I had UNB. Um, so I didn't, I, UNB was on the cards, but it kind of wasn't because I wanted to study in French. Um, I was born in French and I was raised in a French minority town. So I wanted to know what it was like to be surrounded by, you know, French speaking people all day long. So I was like, okay, well we can go there. And then Ottawa was very interesting, but right out of high school, it was too intimidating for me. I was scared. I was like, I don't know if I can do this by myself. And um, none of my really close friends were going. So I was like, I, I'm going to be by myself. This is this is scary. We don't have any family over there. I was like, it's too much of a leap for me. So I chose UDM. And then with that, there was a lot of advantages as well. You know, my my boyfriend of three years at the time um, would be closer and all of our family lives in that proximity. So basically I decided to go there and then my parents announced, they were like, you know what, we're going to move with you. 
Um, so you're not going to have to pay. That's, that's yeah, really cool. You're not going to have really to nice. pay, um, like rent in an apartment or dorms. Like you can, you can live with us, you know, we, we live in Shidiak and for those who don't know, um, it's about 20 minutes from school. So I had to do the commute, but doing that commute versus, you know, spending thousands of dollars a month just in rent to be able to live. I was like, you know what? It's a pretty sweet deal. So that's kind of how I picked um, UDM. And then, well, like I said, I kind of wanted to be a journalism journalist from the start. So that's why I picked that program. And then we did intro to journalism. And I was like, you know what? This is not for me. But what's nice about our program is that there's two, I don't know how we could call them, like wings, I, I would say. like Yeah, two, I guess, categories, two Yeah, so you can topics. either go in journalism or you can go into PR. And then when I picked my degree, I honestly had no idea what PR was. And I was like, you know what? Maybe, maybe the journalism thing, it's, I didn't mind writing stories and I didn't mind that kind of stuff. It was just kind of chasing people around to get a story. That's what I really didn't like. And then when they said, well, in PR, you basically write the story, but you don't have to follow anyone around because you're the one that they want. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, well, that's cool. (laughs) It's not as easy as they describe it, though, now that we're in it. I mean, no, there's definitely twists and turns along the way, but I was like, I I think I can do that. So I I just chose PR from there, and and I liked it. It was great. Knowing what I would know now, um, would I stay in that degree? I mean, I probably, I would probably do that and might go to college and to specify in something else, you know, I really like interior design. So maybe I would have done something in interior design. And oh, also, um, for those who don't know, I, I took private art lessons for close to 11 years. So I do have that artistic touch and I felt like I needed to explore more of that artistic touch but I was like you know what that that's gonna be later on and looking back like I I'm proud of what I my my um my journey in university and you know I I still live with my parents I do pay rent now because Mm -hmm. you know you gotta adult at some point but um yeah like I that was kind of my journey and do I regret it no was would I change some things Probably, but at the same time, I think I'm exactly where I need to be. That's that's a good point of view. And uh, having changed into the communications program, also with the intent to become a journalist and then rapidly deciding that I preferred PR, um, yeah. I feel like if I, if I could give advice to any, anyone who works for a university recruitment team is to present these kind of more niche programs because the program we were in didn't have that many students. It, it was pretty yeah. small, uh, and I had never heard of it when I was in high school. I'd never heard of it really until I went to the guidance counselor as I was quitting pre-med, and she told me, oh, like, this is an option. You like writing. You like, you know, this kind of stuff. Maybe you'd like communications. And I was like, what what in tarnation is that? <laughs> I had no clue. It, yeah. At least in my experience, the university recruiters were very heavily focused on STEM fields 
and stuff like nursing and education. Those were the programs they were pushing. I had never heard of our program that we ended up graduating from. So uh, that's something if anyone from any recruitment team from any university is listening is to present these kind of different uh, industries because they're really cool. And perhaps you know there there are some students who would be a good fit, and maybe don't just want to go into these big money STEM fields and want to you know do something a bit more artistic, like writing yeah. stuff. And I think I think what's great in our program, and we we've seen it time and time again as well, is that one, our program is very versatile. So yes, you do learn how to write articles, but you also learn how to do communications for big companies so you learn about crisis communication you learn about how to write press releases how to do press conferences you learn all of that but what's great about our program as well is that the first I would say two years are very general so in that first two years you can decide if it's for you or not it could be that you just you're straight up not having a good time and (laughs) and that's okay but at least you can say that those two years has had an impact on not only your education, but you did learn valuable skills. You did learn how to write properly. You did learn how to uh, communicate with all sorts of different people. And like I, I go to go back to your pre-med, I mean, obviously sciences are important, but if you're stuck in a communications crisis and you're in, in, in the job, you're not going to be able to say, well, this atom does that and that we're going to cause electricity. Like, I, I don't <laughs> want to sound very I don't want to sound rude. And I, I really don't mean to insult everyone. But our program, not not to sell it even was was so valuable. Like we learned some stuff that it has nothing to do with journalism or PR, but um we learned some really valuable skills in there. Yeah, I know this straight up sounds like an ad for the UDM communications program. Yeah. It is not. It is not an ad. We are not paid to say any of this. This is just straight up. No, our, we just had a we, we just had a good experience. Yeah, our lived experiences as people who have gone through it completely. Um, anything else that I kind of was thinking too is it, it's a small university. Uh, the yep. smallest class I had, ha- it had three people. It was my radio two class. And that's something that I think separates a uh, smaller university from a larger university. We had a lot more kind of hands-on courses. It wasn't just we did. reading books, reading research. Of course, I did that in my master's because I chose to do that. But I feel like for mm-hmm. just an, a bachelor's degree, an undergraduate degree, those are the things that employers look for. Those hands-on skills. That's what set me apart in finding my jobs that I have had in communication yeah. so far. Being able to prove that I have hands-on writing and press release and social media skills. Absolutely like yeah. sets me apart from even people who did their undergrad here in Ottawa, where I did my master's, where it's a lot more like research-based right. from what I've been able to hear from. So right. I, I, that's something that I really do appreciate that we learned also we we just kind of touched on it really quickly earlier was was student loans and if i'm not saying you should avoid them because debt is a good thing and you know your credit store score will go up um once you're done paying these and you know debt debt is not bad it's it's good if it's controlled but but student loans swear to god man like if you can avoid them do it (laughs) Yes, as someone who certainly had her moments of irresponsible spending 
uh, yep. with yep. student I remember loans. those. And I did, I, I did have a part-time job throughout all of my education and then including my master's where I, I was still working part-time at Sephora. And then I got a full-time job during my master's, which was full-time as well. I, I, I did have uh, income, but the cost of education and housing these days is astronomical yep. in, in Canada. I know it's even worse in the, in the States, but in Canada, it's crazy how expensive it is to get an education that is basically required at this point to yeah. get any kind of, uh, you know, job beyond just, you know, in the service industry, which is still a valid industry, but, you know, a lot of people don't want to work in those fields. Uh, considering it's essential, it is astronomical how expensive it is and how young people are kind of loaded on with this debt that is going to impact their ability to buy a house later on. Not to start talking about how crazy the housing market is. That's a whole <laughs> different topic that, for a whole, a whole other day. That's a whole new episode. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but these are, this is what young people are going through. This is what we are going through, you and I. This is what people our age are going through and people younger and older who ha- have lived through through these challenges. So student loans, something to really take seriously. If your family is able to help you with your education, that's amazing. Mine wasn't, so I really had to, you know, bootstraps myself through work all the time, every weekend, pretty much went through a few mental breakdowns, but we'll we'll get into that another day. Yeah. But um, yeah, and I know you also had, you know, jobs during uh, university and during the summer you had some full-time jobs too, which I think are some interesting stories too, yeah. words of wisdom there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it's, it's something to take seriously. And I mean... <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I would agree that all, like, this debt is good. I would rather not have it. Uh, well, than obviously, have it. yeah. Obviously. Uh, now that I'm, you know, paying it off. But uh, it's, it's pretty much normal at this point. Exactly. But like we said, like, yeah, it's basically every student you're going to run into has some sort of debt, almost. I mean, my education was half paid by my parents. So my parents would pay a semester and I would pay the other. And I worked part-time, and it, on paper, I should have been able to pay that semester. But when you work in the fashion industry and there's new clothes coming in every week, it's really hard to save that money. And let's face it, I did not save it. So I have student loans as well. I mean, they're not very big. But the thing that no one tells you when you first get student loans right out of high school is that Let's let's, for example, say um, mine is less than eight thousand dollars, which which doesn't sound very big. You know, it it is a small loan, but there's interest on that. And that's what they forget to tell you when you first get one as a kid. They they forget to say, you know, oh, it's only eight thousand dollars. It's fine. It's going to be paid off. But you have so much interest that you're paying on those debt that it's crazy it's crazy how much you like like you said eventually it just comes part of your routine and you're just used to not seeing that money but like we said if if you can avoid them just do because of that interest it's crazy and when you sit down and look at the numbers and think if I would have been more responsible and instead of buying that new sweater I would have paid off my semester I wouldn't be stuck in this mess yeah and and, uh Side note: We are not financial experts. We are not no, here to guide no. you through your do not take financial decisions. advice from either of us. 
No, we are both terrible people for that. Please go see experts. But yeah, I, I've I've seen myself go for supper and go shopping with Liz um, instead instead of buying gas for my car one time. Um, so please, please do not take um, it, financial advice from us. But you can you can listen to us when we say if you can avoid a student loan, just just do it, man. Yeah, yeah. Pay, that would pay be best. your bills first, kids. Yeah. But if you can't avoid your student loan, like most people can't avoid it at this point in time, then, you know, welcome to the club. Yeah. I feel like the average is what, like 32000 at this point upon graduation? I don't really know. That's not including grad school, and the program I was in didn't offer any scholarships for me, so. Sick. Uh, yeah, it was fun. Uh, check out those. If you're interested in grad school, uh, check to see if your program offers scholarships, because yeah. had I gone into another one, of the communications, like if I went to an MA instead of an MC, which totally valid choice, I just didn't want to do it. If I'd gone into the MA, I would have gotten $10,000 a year in scholarships yeah. with the yeah. average that I had, you know, graduating undergrad. So those are really hot, hot tip right there. Hot tip. And a lot of those scholarships too, some of them will require, you know, an essay and some referrals and stuff. But if you look really hard, there's some of them that you don't even have to do anything. You just apply for them. And most people don't know about them. So there's like three people going for them. So they pick out of a hat and you got one out of three chances to get it. And that's just free money that's going to be put towards your education. So just look into it. I mean, um, if and, and if it's too hard, I mean, you can always go see a guidance counselor either in university or in school and they, they should be able to help you out with that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty much like it's the same thing as applying for a job is pretty much like taking that time and putting it towards future money. Yep. Applying for scholarships is just taking your time and putting into hopefully future money to help you out. Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess we kind of covered um, kind of covered that part. Um, the next thing we kind of wanted to talk about was picking a career versus picking a part time job because. It's not the same and it's it's very it's harder and we're both still there in life and we're not we're not again we're not saying follow exactly in our footsteps but I think just over the past year you and I have learned so much when it comes to an actual career versus a job because we both had, you know, those part-time retail jobs that, you know, you learn your you learn your life skills in those. I find you learn how to be a decent human being. But, you know, you also learn how to be a responsible employee and how to be on time and how to get your work done. Uh, you, yeah. you, you learn that sometimes people treat you like garbage just because they're having a bad day. Yeah. Uh, I think we've all gone through, we've had clients that have been really rude to us. And I feel like that is an, a life lesson that I do think more people should kind of live through not that I think people should get verbally abused but uh, mm -hmm. I feel like more people need to know that being retail worker is very difficult and or being a mm -hmm. server being any kind of like people facing job very difficult a, a part-time job in general is is not going to be easy you know you're you do what's nice is that you do get some time some random time off so you can you know get that Monday off if you want it it's fine but you will have to work nights. You will have to work weekends. Yep. Um, your pay will most likely be minimum wage. Um, and, and, and I mean, we, we all went through it. But 
when it comes to finding a career, it's much harder. Um, You really have to put yourself in that mindset of, am I going to be able to buy a house with this job? Am I able to get, you know, I want to get married one day. Weddings are not cheap. Am I going to be able to afford a wedding with this job? Am I able to raise kids with this kind of job? Like it's all the stuff that you kind of have to put into perspective that you don't have to do when you have a part-time job. Um, Well, I mean, some people do live off part-time jobs. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's not, it's, it's fine, but when you do have a career, it's, it's different because you just, you have to put yourself in that mindset of, can I do this every single day, Monday to Friday, nine to five, you know, yes, you will have bad days, but after a month of being there, and if you say, you know, I still don't like this, then I think you should take the hint and say, you know what, maybe this isn't for me. Yeah, it's hard. I feel like your, your first few post-grad jobs, you're kind of expected to not stay an enormous amount of time. At least these days, I feel like the average yeah. is what, maybe like a, a year to two years or maybe three years maximum staying at your first or second job. Again, we're not yeah. career, we're not career guidance counselors, but uh, this nope. is just straight up what we've lived through. Uh, my first job out of university, I think I stayed almost two years, like a year and a half, almost two years. Uh, and now I'm in my second, you know, full-time job out of university and I've been here for about six months and I, and I like it a lot. So, uh, hopefully still be here for a while, but finding a job that isn't just like a retail or service job where you kind of just show up and you bring your resume and you put on a nice outfit and show that you're a decent person, uh, is, is interesting because the hiring process is usually a lot more involved. You have to show your skills. You have to talk to a lot of different people. Um, at least in my case, I had to do some like practical exercises for communication and social media management. Uh, I don't know about you, Dom, and you're, you've, had a, you've had a few comms jobs, I think, too. Yeah, like I, I mean, I was lucky enough to um, to also have one of those potential um, full time career jobs while we were still in university. Um, that that that'll be another episode. But I figured out that wasn't for me. It wasn't the place. It wasn't the time. Um, I had too much stuff going on. But um, I'm on my second, if you want, um, career job. And my my interview was very easy. You know, I, I kind of showed up and I was like, oh, here are my skills. We talked for about 15 minutes and that was on a Friday. On Monday, I had the job. So oh, wow. um, I, I, that's not what I've gone through. <laughs> well, you know, I, I have been through those extensive interview periods as well. You know, there was one I needed. Uh, I think it was three or four security clearings just to be able to walk into that building. So um, it, it kind of depends. I mean, it also depends um, how, I don't want to say desperate, but how much they need you as well. That's um, true. Like where I am now, um, basically I was needed as soon as possible. So that's why the interview process was so easy for me. And I also have a really good friend that put a really good word in for me. And it basically that helped me out. Yeah. Having connections is really big. If you have the yeah. opportunity while you're still in school to either get like internships that are relevant or to just mm-hmm. be friends with as many people throughout the different years of your program and your professors, being, you know, knowing people will get you, unfortunately, will get you more jobs than, you know, good grades and, you know, being able to nail a, a good interview because you have to get, actually get yeah, your foot in the door in the interview. They they will say this throughout 
your degree, especially if you have a communications or business degree like like us, um, they're going to tell you many, many times, at least probably once a day, networking is key. And, you know, networking, especially when you're a young adult, it's it's hard. We we've both tried it. We went to an award show where we didn't know anyone. And our one job <laughs> was to that. network. Oh, my God. <laughs> And for an hour and a half, we just stood there and we just kind of looked at each other. We're like, we, what? Yeah. So networking will be key. You're going to meet, you know, even if you only network with one person, that person knows people as well. And you can tell that person, you know, I'm looking for a job in this. Well, that person can maybe tell another person that's going to tell another person. So you really do want to do that networking as much as you can. Um, you know, go to it doesn't even have to be fancy, um, fancy gatherings. It can be just like a nine to I don't know, a a five to seven coffee date with someone. It doesn't have to be anything, you know, like we went to, I I don't even remember what it was called. It was like, it was some sort of award show. We we thought, you know, there's a networking hour. Fantastic. People don't know who we are, so they're going to want to talk to us. Eh, No, people stick to their friend groups. That is something we learned the hard way. Exactly. And looking back, um, I'm humiliated about um, that whole evening. But, yep, um, yep. you know, we got to dress nice and we got room service. So that That's was something fun. that you and I, I think, value even more than having a good time is looking good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah. Uh, I kind of miss that. Um, we're kind of looking uh, like hot messes right now because of quarantine. But I do miss, you know. I wore high heels the other day just for the fun of it, and uh, I looked like a baby giraffe learning how to walk, and I was like, this is sad. I used to wear these every day. That's, yeah, you especially always wore heels, even when it wasn't a good idea, and I respect you for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I the, uh, something about me is uh, I'm quite short. I am, I think, 5'1", five, 5'2", five, so I'm always quite self-conscious about my height, so if I can be taller and in, in any way, I, I probably will try to be. Yeah. Uh, back to the topic of networking, though, and talking yes, to people. Yes, yes, we kind of derailed there. <laughs> no, but I just had a point. Uh, as someone who has struggled a lot with social anxiety in the past and who's yeah. found it really hard to get into activities or get into committees, clubs, uh, things like on campus where people tend to meet people, uh, and as someone who really doesn't like awkward social situations uh, as well, um, I I do kind of regret not getting more involved while I had the chance because now I'm an adult, you know, even besides the whole COVID thing, like I don't know anyone. Also, besides the fact that I'm in a completely different city where all my contacts are not here, uh, the contacts that I do have, putting all that aside, I don't really know that many people who could help me find a cool job in my industry. So really... I I would encourage anyone listening who's still in school to just really force yourself to get into those uncomfortable social situations. Yes, as long as you're safe, as long as it's like a positive space to meet people, try new things, try to develop some skills, join, you know, the radio club, join the newspaper, join, you know, any kind of nice, smart club and meet these smart people because they I will think, come in handy. Yeah, I think I think the key word in, in this is I want to say mutual. So stick with 
not, well, not only stick with them, but stick with people who have the same kinds of interests as you. So, you know, for example, like we, most of the friends that I had in university were from my degree. We had that in common and we went to those mixers together like that. And that's how we made friends because, you know, I would see friends from my high school and I'd be like, hey guys, this is, this is my new friend from university. And that kind of mixing is, is the networking that you need to do. You don't need to go to those fancy xyz events like especially because one they probably cost to attend and two they're probably just too fancy like it's just too complicated and it's going to be intimidating so if you can stick with what you know and what's familiar to you already then stick with it because you probably will meet people that have the same kinds of interests as you. And that's when making new friends and networking becomes more and more easy. Yeah, I, I would say if you'd find something on campus or that your friends are, are already attending and you maybe have like one or two people who are going to be there that you can at least like anchor yourself to if you're feeling a little bit too uncomfortable. Uh, just try those out and then branch out. Because now, you know, once you graduate, your only options are either, uh, you know, getting to know your coworkers, which is going to happen. And those people, even once you leave that job or if they leave that job, those are still going to be important contacts. I still talk to some of my former coworkers and you know, we're really close professionally. Uh, or yeah. B, networking events in real life, again, once uh, COVID is done. And those, uh, when you don't know anyone, it's pretty much like... Uh, like a dating scene like you just really yeah. gotta you gotta show up to people and be like hi my name is Lise what's your name cool I I do this in my life what do you do and then you try to find people who are interesting and you know it, it might be hit or miss so would really recommend while you're in school to do it we're not telling you to go speed dating but at the same time <laughs> like if you can if you can go out and meet people because you will take it for granted like I just wrote down my notepad you know COVID you know we went to school in a non-COVID time yeah and we complained so shout out to everyone that's still in university right now amen to that hella tough um I mean that could be a whole new episode and and I mean we're kind of running short on time already but Amen to you guys like you deserve so much more credit that you than you get because we you know like we said we struggled to to network and and to do all that university jazz while we were in the actual classroom. Yeah. You know and like I can't even imagine how how it feels having to attend those conferences that that are meant to network on a webcam you, you can't just be like hello um you to the far right corner can we <laughs> speak like no you can't do that so i mean i i would like to give you tools but i i don't even know where to begin and major shout out to everyone attending university right now or even high school honestly yeah because i don't know how you guys do it Good yeah for you it's uh, it's a weird time to be living in. I, I do look forward for when things get back to normal or at least whatever normal is going to be. Yeah. Because, um, you know, that that is something I do want to do while I'm still in Ottawa and I don't really have that big network of close like friends in the communications industry. I do want to start going to those really uncomfortable 
IRL networking events because they they exist in most you know larger cities. I'm sure there's some in Moncton too. Uh, it's something yeah. that I I, I do want to try, even though it's gonna make me super uncomfortable. I'm gonna hate it. I'm gonna want to leave immediately. But it's it's really something that will help your career long term. Like it, it's it's incredible how many like doors it opens when you know the right people. Yeah, and like. Don't get me wrong. The amount of times that I've rolled my eyes in university oh. when t- someone told me there's a mixer and you guys are going to go socialize. And I was like, I I, I don't want to. <laughs> like, I want to stay at home. I want to, you know, we would hang out at your place and we would chat and do our nails and and watch YouTube videos. I'd much rather do that than get ready, wear uncomfortable shoes and go hang out with people that I don't know. But just just go. Your Your future self will thank you later. Um, yes, like we said, it's it's probably going to be uncomfortable, but just tell yourself that you're not the only one that's uncomfortable right now. Yeah, everyone literally. Odds are that ninety percent right of that room is also very uncomfortable. Absolutely, it. I know, and I've heard it when I was when I was in university. I heard it time and time again. Go to these things, network, get to know people, get involved, student council, whatever. I saved all my involving myself for my last year, and I my mental health was terrible. So learn yeah. from my mistakes. Do these things throughout all for how many years that you're going to be in school. Uh, and like, as someone who absolutely hates these networking things, uh, just do it. Like, you, you have to do it a little bit at least. Just force yourself to, to try something different, and then you'll, you'll learn so much from those experiences, too. Like, I would say probably, like, your first year, it, it's normal to be scared, and you still kind of want to feel things out. It's fine, but I would say starting your second year that there is going to be mixers that you can go to, and uh, they're they're going to help. Like, I think, I think just the top of my head... I can think of those people who who went to those kinds of things and where they are now. And I'm like, huh, you know, you'd probably be there if uh, if you also went to those things. Not I'm not saying that, you know, I I regret not going to that extreme, but uh, it definitely would have helped and it would have opened more doors. And um, especially if, if you're one of those people who who are still struggling to really determine if that program is for you or not you'll meet people and you can, you know, some people will be in programs and you'll say, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. And talking to that person will make you, make you, you know, realize maybe this isn't the program for me, but because you went to that mixer, you're going to have to, you're going to find a new program. That's, that's maybe what it's going to be your new passion in life. So you never know. Yeah, it's it's the kind of thing that you, you really need to try these things out to make sure you're in the right place. And if it confirms that you're in the right place and you love what you do, that's that's even better. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I mean that I think that's all we have for today. Um, yeah. d- did you have anything to add? I didn't. I'm I'm really happy we had this conversation so early on in our in our series of podcasts because it's pretty much the basis of how you and I got to know each other and also what we're living through right now and what I imagine that most people listening to these first few episodes are are going through. So I I hope this was helpful. I hope 
we were able to either bring you some good tips that you can try out or we're able to kind of comfort you in the reality that you are living with and to know that you're not alone in these struggles of the young adult university post-grad life uh Mm -hmm. we're all going through this together everyone has some sucky things whether it's student loans whether it's social anxiety whether it's trying to network in a covid time or yeah trying to pick a program trying to make sure that your family approves of what you're doing uh all these things uh, are things that we've gone through and that we are going through in solidarity with you so we hope that this was a helpful episode so, I mean, guys, like always, uh, you can follow us on our socials. So you can follow us on Instagram at these and Dom Pod. You can follow in like our Facebook page, which is basically also the same thing. The Lee's and Dom Pod. Um, and uh, feel free to reach out if if you liked what we talked about. If you if you have some stuff that you'd like to add, if you want to ask questions, comments, like we said, constructive criticism. We're totally open to it. Constructive, um, please. <laughs> please, please, you know, we're all struggling. So, yeah, if uh, if you want to reach out, totally cool. Um, like always, uh, drink your water, wash your face, and be kind, everyone. Have a good one. Bye-bye.